When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassion pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Yeah! <laughs> it's uh, easier to edit the audio that way, um, just so you guys know. Mm-hmm. If I, uh <laughs> Comments already coming in hot today. Jared saying we should trade Blake to Ottawa for future considerations. Oh my God, Mike! I don't know if you were in the Discord today, Was he ladies the and gentlemen. Bring uh, McJesus. Yeah, <laughs> I look. Here's the thing. Do we? Do well, we really? Because every single play that was positive for Edmonton was McDavid, 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 McDavid. <laughs> Man, of... he he bare butt pants our beloved Mo Cider. No less than eight times. <laughs> yeah, that was ugly. <laughs> he danced him, and he just went to the net and did whatever he wanted. Cider is trying to cycle the puck, get a place there. Oh, no, turnover! All on McDavid. It was, uh, that was an ass-kicking I haven't seen since, oof, maybe uh, LeBron James single-handedly scoring 25 points in a row against the Pistons in a playoff game. That's how bad it looked, where he just completely was like, no, I'm going to win today. And he just completely pantsed Cider. Yeah, it's just like one of those nights. Like, that might not be the night. Or, you know, today might not be the day for folks to be like, you know, McDavid, he, he's not that good. Because if anything, Mike, we should be crowding him. If you haven't he... bought stock in McDavid, my God, start buying it up. Woo! Man. And and what's funny too is some people are listening to this going like, what are they talking about? But yeah, if you guys want to have fun in our Discord, uh, we have some we have some friendly characters who uh, for some reason we're Bring trying to in. make. I got Justin Fields sixty three saying six assists from one man. Yeah, it's. I mean, come on. It's uh, I, I that man. This is a really nuanced reference that probably a little too esoteric for anybody but you, but it reminded me of Murray on Flight of the Concords getting duped by the actor. I mean, one man played all those characters? It was one man making all those plays and completely pantsing this Red Wings team that was feeling yeah. good. We were feeling good. Yeah, a couple, couple periods. It wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um, we have... Uh, we should probably take a look at some of the slides I put together. Um he carries not just that franchise, he carries the popularity of this very league on his back. <laughs> Righteous. McDavid with half a bushel is criminal. <laughs> now, uh, Blake is is definitely one of our buddies that hates the uh, the deep cut analytics. But of course, we like going to hockey stat cards. Uh, they uh, pulled for us uh, yeah. all the gamer scores of everyone. 
Um, I just want to help everybody like recall, like as the season has gone along, most Red Wing games, um, Red Wings are, are going to fall between the three, positive three, negative three, right? Sure. Boom, boom. Um, and even, you know what, uh, for all the podcast listeners, it hasn't been spoiled for you yet, but let's go back to the Red Wings player cards. Uh, highest graded player, Mike? Uh just just over a, a oh wait this is the canucks game whoopsies uh there we go let's get the right game up uh our highest graded player over a two david perron uh patrick kane sneaking right up to three actually uh if i take a better look at this uh mike our, our lowest graded player which it's just it's fine we'll, we'll figure this out um we're at cider at negative seven right so i'm gonna well, we'll... he had a lot of shifts against mcdavid yeah, we'll, we'll roll back to McDavid, who oh. was uh, a oh, nine. I'm seeing, nine. A I'm seeing a correlation there, man. Boy. Nine game score. Um, I mean, look, it's one of those things. I, I think we kind of touched on it last week. Um, sure. <laughs> this team, uh, and some people were upset. This team does rely a lot on their low danger shooting, but they do give up a lot of chances to their opponent. Uh, they're, they're in the bottom half of the league, but I mean, this is just a combination of it didn't matter. Like this was, this was, yeah, of course you gave up a, a few more chances to Edmonton, but tonight it was Connor McDavid being Connor McDavid. And, um, you got, you got to see probably one of his, the best, the best performances McDavid has had in his career. Like certainly, you know, we'll put it in the top 50, right? It's not going to be, there's been some some fun hat tricks, some playoff games where McDavid has dragged his team into the uh, Western Conference Finals, but sure. this is still going to be up there. This is good. I mean, it's a six assist a game. Those don't happen. Those happen in the '80s all the time. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen now all the time. And um, I I want to make sure that he gets enough credit too. It wasn't just that he showed up on the stat sheet six times. He, yeah. you know, like those couple plays a night where we're like. Look at the other team just watching Patrick Kane because they don't know what to do. That was every single shift this guy took. The entire Red Wing team was just staring at this guy, trying to figure out what was going to happen next. He was such a distraction for everybody defensively. I, man, this was complete domination. And uh, I don't think you want to get you know too bummed out about it. I mean, obviously, you wish you had a better performance, you know, in a in a showcase game against a really good team. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just play the very best player in the whole wide world, Blake, and uh, you get, you know, a little spanking on your bare butt. And that's that's kind of what happened yesterday. Your your bare butt balls and back. Bare, um, yeah. All three look, of the I, I, I took the time to to bring this up, so we're, we're going to watch it. But um, this is this is for the Blakes <laughs> in the world that uh, are still questioning it uh, for some for some reason. I, I don't. And by the way, guys. Tongue in cheek for a quick update. It's he's friend of the show. He's in the Discord. He'll probably be here a little bit later. Um, but he was, I th hopefully tongue in cheek saying McDavid's not very good, or he didn't understand why he was getting talked about so much. So that's why we keep dropping his name. Um, just to really emphasize, no, this was an ass kicking by one of the best players in the world. Pro probably the best player in the world. Let me back that up. The best current player in the world. We got destroyed by him yesterday. Yeah, and that's it's okay. A lot a lot of teams do. A lot of teams get destroyed yeah. uh by Connor McDavid. Which uh which by the way, uh we can start talking about uh, our chances now. Uh cuz we can we we it's crossed off <laughs> Right. Uh we crossed <laughs> off one of the harder games uh on our schedule. 
uh, because we we took at it a little uh, a couple weeks ago, but it's it's the strength of schedule remaining uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. So now that you oh. wha cross off a Vancouver Canucks game, you're now crossing off a uh, an Edmonton Oilers game. Your strength <laughs> of schedule, you are now in the. Um, I don't know if you want to look at the top half or the bottom half, but you have the fourth easiest schedule heading into the end of the season, Mike. And you're going to knock off a Canucks game tomorrow. It'll make it that much easier. You'll probably have the easiest schedule to end the, end the season after that Canucks game. That's that's pretty that's pretty freaking huge. And not to mention you're going to be crossing off an Avalanche game pretty soon. Um, I mean, this is yeah, this this strength of schedule is going to be around the Carolina uh section there which is going to be around the easiest of all eastern conference teams and um you know toronto a uh, third hardest schedule I, I do think it's important we mention um as far as a fan viewing experience yes we've ripped off a pretty painful uh band-aid and then we have another band-aid here coming in uh, a day or two um and then it looks like you know we're going to close out the season with some easier games and then uh you know, if we win those, Matt, we might even forget how uh, thoroughly outclassed we were by uh, the best team, <laughs> one of the best teams in the league. Um, so, yeah, we can have those delusions of grandeur that <clears throat> this is a upper echelon team because uh, the stands, I think we're still the seven or eight seed. So, yeah, I, I to me, it's just it's one of those things. If you can get through, you can get through this Vancouver game with, you know what? I, I just don't want to see any major injuries. And then we could get back to, you know, you're you're in Calgary, playing Seattle, two very winnable games, Colorado, whatever. You know what? Put it down as a loss just to get through this February schedule, which we're looking at right now. Um, and then you've got St. Louis, Chicago. Uh, Washington just seems to be benefiting from Alexander Ovechkin right now and a five-game goal streak becoming <laughs> Alexander Ovechkin again. But that's not yeah. going to last long. And then, and then the Islanders uh, to round out February. Huge game, right? Some playoff implications there, but a very winnable game. Uh, so if you could get through this Vancouver game, you've got a good chunk here. That um, you know, I know we've had the chat before in the past where it's like Red Wings uh, will play up to their opponent. Well, <laughs> they didn't last night. So let's <laughs> let's get through these tough games. And uh, let's start looking at some of these easier opponents, and hopefully that'll that'll you know. Yeah, and no. let's do this too. I just wanted to the positive uh, for us. Just throwing a couple of the comments too. Um, Jim Johnson coming in hot, uh, just saying I thought we outplayed the Oilers first two periods, and we completely crapped the bed. And uh, we may have some goaltending issues if Fuso is out long term. Yeah, if we make some time today to look at some uh, trade targets, I got to think goaltender is going to be one of them. Um, and then what else did I have in here? Oh, Dan B trying to, what else? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's a positive spin, but you know, just a little spite, uh, throwing, uh, McDavid's way when he says, well, I hope Connor enjoys memories of last night when he's watching Batman hand out the cup to somebody else. Uh, very true. They, uh, sure. oh, still Ofer with, uh, cups there. Um, I mean, it is one of those things, right? Like they just, they just ran off like eight, 17 or 18 in a row uh, with their slow start, which was due to poor goaltending, Connor McDavid injury. And it's like, okay, well, now the team's performing what we all, you know, like half, 
half the media said they were the favorite to win the cup. I I don't know, Dan B. This 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 is a scary and an angry Edmonton Oilers team. I know one of the things that's uh you know, you would say counts against them is that Ken Holland is gonna be handling their um roster moves at the trade deadline, but um this is also his last season, right? Like he said, he's he's done after this year. His contract's up, so he's like kind of, it's like yeah. a ceremonial retirement and last season. So I, you could see some huge moves because he's not going to give two apps about what's happening in uh, next season. Uh, but he sure sure as hell love to win a cup. Um, so I I don't know, Dan B. This is this is a scary good team. Um, I will say, I, uh, I think we had one other comment I was going to throw in there. Yeah, um, go for it. It was, oh, it made me laugh just reading it. I did, I, my laughter interrupted you, but it was performance art saying, Gusso to the Leafs. Uh, perfect match. Match made in heaven. I like it a lot, performance art. Damaged goods, goaltender. Beautiful. I, I got to say, um, to, to Jim Johnson's comment, we may have some goaltending issues if Huso's out long-term. We, we had Huso out long-term. And he wasn't playing great when he was in that, even though I was one of the few. I, I was the dummy, right? I was like, I don't know, guys. I think he'll come around. He proved. Um, he wasn't coming around. Very hurt. This is not anything that I, I... Honestly, this just puts us right back where we were all of January. I, I don't know how much this hurts us. I think you're depending on Alex Lyon to get you through the season. And based on the goaltending we got in the first half of the season, if you were relying on Huso to just all of a sudden turn it around, we were not making it to the playoffs. Um, so to, again, I don't, I, I think, yeah, this, this maybe for Alex Lyon is like, all right, dude, you got a lot of work to do, but this is something where they have enough goaltenders currently in the franchise. If you want to go down to Grand Rapids to give Alex Lyon enough rest in between his wins. Hopefully not more seven goals against games like we saw last night, which I, I do believe, you know, you, you throw a guy in cold. Uh, things aren't going to turn out the same as when a guy's preparing for a game. And of course, there's Connor McDavid again. There's so many factors there. I'm not blaming last night on Connor McDavid. We showed that replay of, uh, you know. Or you mean blaming or, it on Alex Lyon? I mean, blaming it on Alex Lyon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you blame it on Connor McDavid. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I meant I meant that exact statement. You no, should blame good. it on Connor McDavid. Um, and then Dane B. thrown in Sebastian Cosa. Come on down. I, You know, I saw somebody mention on the Discord, which, again, I, I put the uh, in the comments here. You guys can join the Discord, and you can see the link flashing at the bottom of the screen. Love for you to join. Somebody mentioned, like, oh, man, we might have to call him up early. What is early? You know? Like, let's just see what happens. Why Why not? Um, I, I don't think... Like, what does what the protection do, really? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, we're, we're like, no, we got we to gotta see... We got to help him figure out the AHL. Do we? Uh, like, when think you're at getting, this point... I mean, I'm not, not saying you're depending on like, him. He's not getting called up till he's like 26, man. I just like just why not? Like just let's see what happens. Like it's not gonna hurt his development. I would say for... we're gonna see John Gibson start for the Red Wings before we see Sebastian Cosa. I mean, 
you're probably right, but I'm just making the argument. Like, let's, let's just he's bring not him even up. in the organization, and he's got yeah. a better chance of starting than Sebastian Coast. Just saying. I just, I, I guess I'm, I'm hoping somebody could spell it out for me. Like, you're like, no, no, he's got to get his minutes in in the AHL before he can become a real goaltender. Sure. That's, I mean, sure, that's a thing. Why not? But why not just bring him up for a little bit? We just need to get Alex Lyon into the playoffs and then see what happens. Like, how many? We have, we just talked about the schedule in February. We got to get through March and then half of April. We got to get, we got to get Lyon some rest in between. I'm, and again, I'm, I'm right now saying Alex Lyon is your starter. I think that's pretty clear. So sure. we just need to find some goaltenders in the, on this roster to sub in every now and then, including Reimer, uh, to get Alex Lyon to the finish Ooh. line. Yeah, and uh, Jim Johnson thrown in. I'd rather see Husso's backup than Reimer. Hell yeah. Nobody likes that asshole. <laughs> well, yeah. We, I mean, I didn't. We don't even have to talk about his hockey. Ooh, I didn't want him on this team man, to begin Dan, with. He's throwing it out there, too. He better be looking over his shoulder uh, talking about Kosa. Uh, for Trey Augustine, Matt. So he'll so Kosa, he'll get a call up when he's like 26, 27. Augustine, give me well, give me 25 and a half. It's just, it's one of those, it's such a silly thing in hockey. Like, Jordan Bennington, when he won the cup with the Blues, like, he was put in because everybody got hurt, right? But he yeah. he was just, that was going to be it. That was going to be the end of his career. He was just going to be an AHL goaltender, and he was even performing terribly in the AHL. So it was just like, okay, well, he's not getting an NHL chance until it accidentally happened. And then he went 940 all the way to the Stanley Cup. And then what did he do for the next two seasons? Like sub 900 goaltending before he like kind of caught up again this year. So it's just, it's like, so you want to, nobody like, needs uh, to tell me there's like the Scott Hatterberg and Moneyball treatment. Let's give him a little I... confidence. Hey, Scotty H picking machine. Sebastian Cosa no. puck stopping machine. I, I'm up. I'm saying that's what that's what like there's a like people are trying to tell me there's a science behind whatever's going to happen in the age. Like, just roll the dice, man. It's freaking NHL goaltending. It's never consistent. Just see what happens. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying there is no there. There's almost zero thought going behind it is what I want to say. So that that's it for the NHL. Less thought should go into your goaltending. I think that's what Steve Eiserman's. Iser plan is with goaltending. Just sign them all, and maybe you'll run into Alex Lyon, right? I mean, he did draft Vasilevsky. I think. Damn it! <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, that wasn't the Iser plan. That was the <laughs> Lightning plan. By the way, uh, Dan B. Uh, quickly becoming my uh, favorite commenter, saying first base is incredibly difficult. God bless you, Dan B. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Love that movie, Moneyball. Um. But, uh, Matt, you got the playoff um, standings right now, and we're still in, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things are still doing fine. Uh, you're, you're, what, closest competitor right now being the New Jersey Devils, who uh, were actually just uh, apparently in talks to trade for a new goaltender uh, with the Flames. So it, it, it is something where the Devils certainly are not giving up on this season. They see that number two wildcard spot. Uh, very obtainable. And, and uh, you know what? Everybody would have put them top two spots in the Metro. Like, no problem before the season started. This this is a team that can get through their injury troubles, figure things out, and most certainly, um, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, leapfrog over the wingdings. But 
we do have some space here to still feel comfortable. We have a couple games in hand um, on the Tampa Bay Lightning, who sit three points ahead of us. Uh, So we do have that potential to leapfrog them with four points on the two games there ahead of us. Uh, Toronto, they have a game in hand and two points over us. So they're they're really getting their, their feet dug into the ground against the wingdings here. Um, and the other one we brought, brought up a couple weeks ago is less <laughs> uh, of a uh, advantage for us. Uh, more, more like, oh gosh, I hope when we play the two games to catch up to the Philadelphia Flyers, we win them both. Uh, only because I feel like, you know, New Jersey could jump up to that third spot in the Metro, and then we'll be fighting the Flyers. So I think this is a worthwhile conversation. But yeah, 64 points, 54 games. They have two games on us, but also two points on top of us. So we would only be tying them at that point. Uh, Islanders below the Devils, 53 games played. So we got a game in hand uh, and we've got uh, three points on the Islanders. So tough game at the end of the month, February 29th against the Islanders. They will be coming to Little Caesars Arena. But I mean, this is this is something too. Like they're, they're a minus 22 in the goal differential. This this is not a team that has had an easy go Ooh, this season. I do like when you uh, name drop one of my favorite old school stats. I love goal differential. I, that's why I still feel good about us because ours is still, even after yesterday's uh, spanking, we're still at plus 12. Shellacking. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're still above Tampa, even though they've got uh, two games on us too. Uh, so it is, it is one of those things. It, it, it looks like. Going towards the end of the season here, I, I'm sort of writing off the Islanders. Uh, Pittsburgh has three games in hand on us. They're seven points back. They are a plus 13. They have good goaltending. They've had spurts of it. They have Sidney Crosby playing at an MVP level. I'm going to say I'm writing, I'm, I'm writing it off right now. Islanders done. Caps done. But I am going to throw in the Penguins. I think the Penguins... Even though they look pretty far back right now, I think they're still in it. I think they're putting in a good enough season so far to not count to not count them out. And we talked about it before. They've gotten a lot of shutouts, so it is like goaltending in spurts, like I mentioned. But uh, yeah, for sure, this this wild card matchup <laughs> or this wild card battle, like going into yeah. the end of the season, is going to be Tampa, Philly, Toronto, Detroit, New Jersey, and Pittsburgh. Yes. Um and man, I do wanna I do wanna throw in two quick comments. Um, yeah. <laughs> um performance starts saying worst thing you can do at this point is scoreboard watch. Hey, wait a minute, that's what we're doing. Win as many games as possible, the rest will take care of itself. Performance start I think that Matt and I are so fascinated and transfixed on this is because uh we haven't really had a reason to scoreboard watch uh since like Obama's second term. It's been a very long time. Um, so I, I get where you're coming from. I think that's a good mantra for the team, but us, we can definitely scoreboard watch because we love talking about this. Yeah. Um, and that's, can I, can I call that out to performance art? Like even, well, even not, performance what, Mike right. said, what Mike said is like good mantra for the team mantra, but like even the teams, like we find out later, like, yeah, we're, you know, you talk about like playoff games or like when the lions were trying to beat the Packers last year to get in the playoffs. You know, didn't they say like, yeah, we were all watching the game. Like we wanted to see what was going to happen. So it's just like, they all do that stuff. Like it's, it's, they do it just the same as us. So I I don't even agree with that. Like, it's, it's like a nice responsible thing to say, 
but it's part of the fun, man. Like, you know, you're going to lose games. So you got to, you got to watch it, man. Get out of here. Performance art with your don't do scoreboard. Performance art, bring it in. We love your, your pragmatism. I get like it a lot. Thanks, performance art. Matt, shut up. I got your back, performance art. Um, we also had uh, Jared. Uh, amongst his jokes, he also did comment, I just don't want to burn out lying like we did Huso last year. Uh, yeah, clearly not a great idea uh, based on what's happened to Huso this year. He's basically unplayable, injured. Um, pretty rough. But Matt Ketzel, I think he's only commented two or three times today, but he's he's got a big one. I don't I don't know if we're moving that that far ahead in the slides, but performance he, art called me a jerk. <laughs> Matt is a jerk. Hey, we jerks. I was backing you up, performance art. Um, but uh Ketzel saying, Who would you trade for Saros? Ooh. And so it began. I don't know. We played that game last week, right? Um, I mean, where, yeah. where, where do you think the Nashville Predators are at? Um, they want some draft picks, so I, I'm, I'm okay talking about draft picks for for this year. But I will, I will tell you, one of the things I did want to talk about uh, this year was should we uh, looking at everyone who's available this year is like a, a top trade deadline candidate. Should we just kind of like just back off a little bit let's just hold on uh because we don't want to end up giving up too many assets because next year could be nuts uh so to that end um i guess you know i i would come back to the conversation we had last week and i think uh mike was pretty sad because i was ready to take phone calls on anybody um but i also I you know what I didn't want to trade for Connor Connor Hellebuck uh, before the season started. A lot of people were throwing that out there. Um, that was a hot target, and he came through again this season. With uh, he's having another fantastic season in net, but I still didn't want to trade for a goalie. So Ketzel, I'll tell you this: um, there are a lot of guys out there um, that I wouldn't mind giving up a ton of our prospects and draft picks to pick up. Uh, goaltender is is not one of them. Um, so I'll, I I will answer it that way uh, while Mike takes care of his sweet little puppy dog. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, I got Sorry, you. The pug, pug found uh, the only squeaky toy that I had in the basement, um, so I had to get her out of here. So I um, I just wrapped up saying uh, I I don't want to trade prospects for a goaltender. Um. <laughs> I mean, if they want Berger and picks, yeah, I'd probably do it. Uh, Dan B says Berger and a hey, first. Hey, we're on the same page today, buddy. I don't know about a first. Can we do a little Iserman uh, razzle-dazzle and turn that into a second? I mean, I'm sure that, you know, Predators would say, hell yeah. Um, I think Steve would kind of back off from one of those trades, and then it would be a thing where the next day at the deadline, Steve, you didn't make any plays for the Red Wings. Well, we kind of like the team we got, and we didn't really like the offers that were on the table. So, well, they they've already uh, we have on record uh, alone saying this team is overachieving. Hey, uh, wait a minute. So, what? <laughs> That's oh, not good. To that, yeah, to that, that comment. Yeah, be I I feel like they they 
went out made that statement to the media and i i i do think they have that in their back pocket it's like well hey we thought we were overachieving we're not gonna we're not gonna give up on our prospects right now when we think we weren't even supposed to be here to begin with um so yeah i think that was an interesting comment i think uh some folks in the media tried to spin it as like a positive it was like no no this is what Lalone is saying is that this team is doing so much better than what they should have done on paper. <laughs> Which yeah. um, is kind of what's funny because we got so much uh, pushback on uh, on the stats we shared last week, <laughs> Mike. With Can the, we uh, uh, touch on a good question here too? Um, yeah, just to finish my thought, the the low yeah. danger uh, shooting percentage which we lead yeah. the league in by a couple of points a couple of percentage points mike that is huge and that goes right back to what steve and lalone are saying when they say this team's overachieving um that's a clear indicator right there where you're putting shots on that that are maybe probably not supposed to go in and they do <laughs> Jared said, um, I should know that because Matt said, shut up. I should shut up. No questions. <laughs> All right. What was, what was the question? Um, no, it was performance art. Um, asking, why are we so quick to trade the burger when all he's done is score at every level? Well, performance art, I feel like uh, I don't know how much this organization really values him because he still can't crack this lineup. He just can't. Um, so I guess they're what they're saying is that for that particular role that he has, we would need you to be, you know, a guy who scores goals for us <sighs> first or second line, right? Um, because they do like having some sort of checking line, and then there's, yeah, you know, maybe you could shoehorn him into the third line. Um, but they're saying that that particular set of skills, um, apologies to. Liam Neeson, that particular set of skills, we have so much overlap with the current roster, we just can't find a spot for you. So if they're saying that's the case, and as somebody aptly put, I believe it was Ketzel, yep, um, <laughs> he's our only trade bait. So he's a guy who has proven it just a little bit at the NHL level. Um, and, I, you know, I, I don't think he's gotten to a point where you're you're finding the warts in his game, really. Because you can still say, well, he hasn't gotten quite uh, enough of a playing opportunity. So he's got value. He's a young guy. We have overlap at his best skills. I think that's why. I think that's why we're able to bring him up so quickly. I like Ketzelsters out there mainly because he's our only trade bait. <laughs> um. Jared uh, also threw in uh, a good point here. Where'd it go? Oh, uh, so why are, why are we always bringing up the trade? Probably because Stevie hasn't uh, brought him up and set those others out. That's where Ketzel followed up with he's our only trade bait. Um, but I, I liked this one too. Burke's not getting a chance until uh, Perron leaves, which, um, hey, might might be at the trade deadline, uh, which is funny that we're having that. I don't, want, I don't really want to have that conversation because I, I, I've said all season, I think we have a team that's talented enough to make it to the playoffs. I'd like to see what happens here. That being said, you don't necessarily, like I've, you got a team good enough to make it to the playoffs. You don't necessarily need to add that if that's my formula, correct? Well, Mike, uh, 
but I think it's time to bring up some of the. We have a new uh, we have a new commenter real quick before we get into that. Uh, we haven't heard from Wings over Alberta. Uh, I don't remember them in a while. Um, as saying, Huso is definitely not ready to return. How is that missed by the coaching staff? Those man, when you're out for a while, that first game back, it feels like you're really on eggshells. Um, I don't know if I blame the coaching staff. I think your body, you just kind of overcompensate, you know, in one area, and then it's really easy to like get hurt again. It's almost like this is just going to be snake bit season for Huso, and he just needs to hit the hard reset and try again next year. Yeah, I uh, that was sort of my immediate reaction too. Is just like, all right, he's he's cooked um, for this year. But yeah, that is that is tough to put any blame on anybody because it's not. I don't know. Like, there's one guy that knows his body best, and he's the one who got hurt. Um, and sometimes you got to rely a ton on uh, those conversations of, you know, what's our next move here? Well, you're going to ask the guy who's been sitting out right before before you ask yourself. Um, and we're but also talking about a team, too, right? Because, like, think about. Um... <laughs> You know, we were pretty sure Larkin has been playing with uh, messed up ribs, uh, concussions, you know, and he's mm -hmm. still out there. And so you kind of see your leader do it. And you're like, God damn it. I got to get out there, too. And it's just, you know, he couldn't come back from it. So um, I think it's a tough situation. Uh, I think it is an interesting question to bring up, but I'm not ready to necessarily throw the blame. Um, it's, yeah, it, I think it's just kind of a snake bit season for him. It would have to be the the story that 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 would come out is like Huso is like begging not to go in, <laughs> and and Lalone was like, no man, we can't we can't have Reimer go out there. We got Connor McDavid tonight. Yeah, and, uh, you know. So and by the way, um, I haven't seen him in a minute. Decoy, welcome, brother. Uh, saying happy Greg the Hammer Valentine Day. Also, Don't forget to put your significant other in a figure four leg lock. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, give um, him the old stink face. That'll really get the Valentine's Day oils going, huh? I uh I would throw in there too, uh another question from Wings over Alberta. Why why start Huso against McDavid and company? <laughs> I... Let's really stretch him out against the most difficult player to goaltend against. Well, here's here's another thing. Um <laughs> look, you're not gonna win them all. And if you're looking ahead on you a know game, what we're gonna lose against... anyway. Let's let Huso get some practice out there. Good I idea. think it could have been one of those types of decisions. Um, let's save Lion for the winnable games. Um, just uh, <laughs> chalk this up as interesting an little ditty. Yeah, so they could have put much out there. All right. Yeah. Um, so what I pulled up here for all the YouTube uh, viewers is uh, a list that was put together, I think, by the hockey writers of like the it's it's actually a top 20, but we have 16 here of uh, the top trade targets uh, yeah. heading into the trade deadline um, real quick. I'm, we're going to run through our, our DraftKings ad guys, so don't go anywhere, but we're going to hit this and then discuss uh, next year's potential when one of my boys uh, trade deadline there. based off the free agent market for. <laughs> looking for a super offer for super bowl 58 DraftKings sportsbook has you covered new customers could bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets 49ers are favored right now negative two are you going to be putting some money down on those crappy, crappy Niners that took down your Detroit Lions? 
Or are you going to go for Taylor Swift's Kansas City Chiefs? You decide. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks get to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problems gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty one plus age varies. Restriction varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty eight hours after issuance. DKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility. Gaming resources. My favorite part about those ads is after your big windup and you start to turn into Beetlejuice. Hey, man, get a couple ads out here, man. Big old sandworm, you know. Anyway, Matt, uh, this last is uh, pretty sexy. Um I'm looking at a couple of fellas out of Ottawa, but you know who I'm. Matt, let me see if you still remember me as a brother. Who who am I eyeballing on this list? You get um, one guess. Make it count. I think you are looking for Dominic Kubelik. Oh, wrongo. Matt, right. me Jake Getzel out of Pittsburgh. Oh, um. That's okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. You I mean, that's me in fantasy hockey like two years ago. Um, well, yeah, you and the rest of the <laughs> you and the rest of the NHL are like, yeah, that's probably the best name on this list right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you want to hit a few of the names? I mean, yeah, kind of through the list and you know, do some targeted focus. So, I guess, how do I want to do this? Um, yeah, Jake Getzel's on the list. Chris Tanev, we've been talking about almost all season. Same thing with Noah Hannafin, who's apparently in uh, talks right now with Calgary, and they're going to decide if they're putting him uh, on the trade block soon, depending on how those talks go. Adam Henrique, uh, Sean Walker, Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, Jacob Markstrom, that was the goalie we talked about earlier that uh, New Jersey was sniffing around. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, uh, Scott Lawton, uh, Anthony Duclair, who I've always been a huge fan of. Uh, Jake Allen, Kubelik, Philip Roberg, uh, who we talked about earlier in the season. I think we all decided, like, nah. Uh, Nick Dowd, um, Alexander Carrier. Uh, he is, speaking of Carrier, he is carrying my... Uh, Defense and fantasy hockey. That guy's been a heck of a pickup. He he's a good all around defenseman. I I would sniff around that all day. And uh, of course, number sixteen rounding out the list, Anthony Mantha. Now, Mike. Yeah. I don't think you add one of these names. <laughs> what do you mean? Save for maybe Jake Gensel. There's a possibility here, and you've elevated yourself in like a tier from like. Sneaking into the playoffs, which I think is the tier we're in now, to like legit playoff could win could win a playoff round contender. Like, I think if you add 
if you had Gensel, sure. Let's have that conversation. That That's a heck of a scoring threat to add, and especially if you start to see Patrick Kane uh, throwing that sauce across the ice like we saw last night. Uh, and you're, and you're pretty much, man, talk about, talk about an upgrade, uh, m- like move Perron off that first line. And you've got a Larkin, Lucas Raymond, Gensel potential, um, especially with Larkin having the season he's had, you know, his career year this year, potentially. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's a scary, that's a scary first line. Hell of an upgrade. Get Perron out of your top six. Holy God, get him out of there. Yeah, that's a huge upgrade. Everything else, if that doesn't happen for you, you could upgrade your team. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm looking at any other move yeah. here. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know if there's like a, a guy who's going to win you a cup. Um, unless you want to say some wild hot streak by uh, I don't know Henrique. Um, I don't know how much uh, Markstrom really moves your your noodle. Um. But Chikrin is still kind of sexy because you get them, you know, for two seasons. Yeah. Right. For most of these, most of these guys are going to be unemployed or you know UFAs, and you got to you know compete against everybody else. Um, I can get on board with the Chikrin conversation too, but I, I, I there, I guess there's a point. <laughs> there's a point I, I want to make with all of this. With just there isn't. There isn't a name on here where I'm absolutely going and gunning for it. Is that? Yeah, because uh, all of our boys from uh, Toronto re-signed, so um, a lot of those are gone. <laughs> um, yeah, wait, why is Enrique listed as a goalie? Uh, that's the hockey writers for you. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I Jared, really, he's I... been peppering in the points. Uh, 35 as a goaltender. Pretty sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so, a, a plus a plus move by a hell of an organization, the hockey writers. Thank thanks for the list, boys. Um I think that one of the pie in the sky dreams would be uh Gwensel, right? Um I just don't think it's as far fetched as you might think, if only because um Pittsburgh is right up against it, um, as far as like their cap hits go. And next season's going to be a little tough too. They have a couple guys coming off the books, including Jake. Um, but that might be a team to be like, well, get some kind of comparable skills between the Burger Man and Gwensel. Maybe this is the guy that we we move. Then we have to get a draft pick out of it. So it's, I think it's even a feasible trade in that in that manner. I guess I I just still count Pittsburgh in that in that race, like I said before. So I, I don't even really count like him as being available. I don't know if it's like the only reason they would do it is like some cap reshuffling. I think you do it because you have Sidney Crosby having an MVP season and you don't want to let him down when he's been, you know, I mean, you've had, you've had some pretty huge, massive names run through that organization, but arguably number one or number two, probably number two, uh, greatest Pittsburgh penguin, your captain, uh, is, is still, sticking around and i think you got to do right by him to some extent you gotta you gotta pull a ken holland and have your team suffer for <laughs> years to come because you got to see how many uh playoff uh, runs you could string out of this uh somebody brought it up uh earlier it was either 32 thoughts or like puck soup or something but it was like can you really be the pittsburgh penguins and go a second straight season and not try and get Sidney crosby 
into the playoffs? Like, what are you doing? You're just going to let his career fizzle out? Yeah. You know? Um, I think it's the, it's the second time I'm mentioning him today, but um, it's a little bit like, you know how there, there used to be almost uh, uh, the entire NBA would empty out their cap sheets to try and sign LeBron James anytime his contract came up? Yeah. Because basically he would say, if you put me on your team, you're a contender. That's mm-hmm. my offer. Um, the same should be true of Sydney. So yeah, it, it is a little wild that... Uh, I mean, I guess they were pretty aggressive, right, in, in this year's offseason, um, you know, getting Carlson, right? So um, I still, you know, they're still trying to make moves, but maybe does that just make you want to exclude um, Gwensel from this list? Because it seems like they'd be more inclined to add. That's where That's where I'm kind of like looking at this list going like, yeah, for sure. Gensel for sure, Chikrin, but I also, I mean, Ottawa's in these conversations to still. In Ottawa, I feel like hold on to what they have. We're done. We're never getting an Ottawa player ever again. <laughs> True. I I also think like that would have to be a major push by Chikrin to get out of here uh, again, because uh, I, I I think he's, I think Ottawa wants to see what's going on there. I think they want to try and get their ducks in a row next year and kind of hang on to what they've built and see if they can still grow a little bit kind of try to make things work. I, I, you have to imagine with all the excitement around the NHL, it wasn't just, you know, we weren't just all lying to ourselves. So I, I was rightly scared of the, the Ottawa senators based on what we saw last year. And we thought we'd see them move up and we've seen it before where it just, we were off by a year in every sport. We've seen that happen, Mike, since we've been watching, uh, man, even, even our own teams, you know, took that one extra year. Sure. It's like the Lions. Um, um, I think we have a comment from uh, New Voice. Uh, we haven't heard of I think he was here last week. Michael Scripp. How are you doing? Oh, Mike, Mike's mike been around for a while. Yeah. He's <clears> had uh, Kane, Perron, Sprong, Petrie, and Mata. We'll be added to the list by the end of the month. Woo! Uh, Kane, Kane for sure. Um, yeah, I think Sprong too. And then... Um, and then Michael continued, told you last week, Eiserman is going to sell the farm. Is that, uh, Mike, are you, are you calling this as we're not, we're not in a playoff battle. We're not, we're not in officially in the bubble. I thought when you say sell the farm, that means you trade the prospects. Wasn't he, he's getting rid of Kane, Perron, Sprung, Petrie, and Mata. I'm, maybe uh, we need another response from Mike, but yeah, I'm, one more I'm, response because usually because if he's if he's trading all these guys, I know what you mean, you know, because yeah. you're talking about your farm system. Yeah. Um, but if you're moving all these guys, that's your you, you can't move your farm system and all these guys. Then you're you're <laughs> you're just you're taking again next year. Like you're you're looking ahead, right? So there's got it, Mike. We need one more one more message to settle the the conversation here. Are you? You trading all the old guys or are you trading all the young guys? Um, Jim, Jim says Sprung and uh, Kane need to stay. I, I would love 100%. to see Kane sign another year. Um, Mike's saying not sure that we're there yet. So, yeah, I think I think Mike's talking about no playoffs, getting rid of the old farts. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Dan B. If I yeah, Dan B. Great point. Petrie, GM of the year. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, so, just removing that name from your, from your roster is an upgrade. So I, I <laughs> go for it, Steve. Matt, let me ask you this: of these sixteen guys, how many of them would you actually trade Bergeron for? Because looking at this list, I gotta say, like Danielson and Casper, and um, you know, like Edmondson. Go, go fuck yourself. No way. Yes, that is a great point. I think if you were going into that conversation, Danielson, Casper, Edmondson, none of these guys are you good enough go, to sniff that. You can go fuck yourself. Yes. I swore two times in this episode it was the idea of trading those three guys for any of these sixteen players, and I include. But, yeah. So we're we're getting uh, I'm gonna get in big trouble here because I said a half hour and we're on 48 minutes. So the whole reason I brought we're up this list cooking. was just should we hang on to these prospects that we don't know where they're going? We don't know if they're gonna be a staple on our own roster next season, or Mike, this my God. Now this is a list of free agents, so we're not talking about officially the trade market next year. But I know we all like to make fun of Tavares, but Tavares. Marner, uh, Rantanen, uh, I mean, Crosby, uh, Dreisaitl, <laughs> Victor Hedman. Uh, hey, Leon, how Eckler. would you like to make $15 million a year? Come on down. <laughs> uh, Brock Besser, who's set, you know going for like a 50-goal season this year. Ooh, oh, Jeff Hedman, Petrie. Come out and, come yeah, how about retire. that? I know a lot of people retire in Florida. Come retire in Michigan. It's way better. <laughs> uh, Nikolai Ellers. You know what? I'd, I'd sniff around a cheap contract on Taylor Hall, too. Uh, but again, that's that's more of the free agent conversation and uh, oh, the trade. Uh, so uh, there's Petrie, some man. real potential here, even in the offseason, Mike, to move some of these guys. If if they start contract negotiations and they're like, mm, you know what? This, this just ain't working, especially for a Toronto team that could potentially miss the playoffs here. Could you start sniffing around there and, and grab something like, uh, you know, maybe they, maybe they don't trust that Mitch Marner is, is, is the guy. So, you know what? Ooh, Good man. old Steve comes along. Uh, obviously number one on this list for me is uh, Leon Dreisaitl. If you guys are on the discord and you heard me rank the three best players in the league. Earlier today, I uh, Connor uh, McKinnon and Dreisaitl. Uh I have no no qualms about it. Um, Talk about uh, how lucky uh, you know. If anybody wants to have the conversation about Ken Holland being good at his job, he has Leon Dreisaitl right now for eight point five million dollars, and Dreisaitl probably brings in a fifteen million dollar value. Pretty amazing. <laughs> um, Anyway, so yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. And you know what? I think I have another slide here too. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Konecki, uh, you know what? Shay Theodore, give me, give me that conversation all day long. Um, yeah, again, like was brought up earlier, maybe I'd wait for this, but have the conversation with UC Saros at that time. Um, yeah, Chikrin's going to be on this list. Hey, maybe you could steal, uh, your Slavkoski, uh, who's <laughs> kicking ass right now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, there's a Shane Wright on this list. And I think there was one more. Maybe it was Noah Dobson too, was uh kind of a sneaky fun one there. Um Mike, wow. there's some there's some real potential here to have some fun. Um 
God, you know, uh, it's and uh, to get like an old fart vet in here too, a guy who plays I a good two way game. Kyle Palmieri is one that you, as you start to refresh your old farts. Well, let's uh, clarify one thing, right? Because this is you would be trying to trade for them next year, and then right, this have is another season where they're then they're free agents. This is the reason to not jump headfirst into the trade deadline this year to hold on to your prospects, hold on to your cards, hold on to your draft picks. Because I got to say, this list, I would def- I would bundle Danielson and Casper into some of these players. <laughs> yeah. Where the other list, I'm like, no, thank you. Um, right. Yeah, this is this is a bundle. This is a fundle bundle. Um, apologies to Michael Scott. Oh, and- my God. Yeah, Dan B., great point. <laughs> Petrie getting paid more than Martian. There, there's something wrong there, right? What, what is Petrie actually yeah, collecting who, here? Man, let's. Uh, how do we get Petrie's agent? Can he negotiate my raise at work? Because oh my god, how many times what has his negotiator? contract been broken down? Yeah, who? How many teams are like eating half of his salary? Because he's at two point three for us. Uh, but yeah, he originally signed a six point two five. Oh my god, four, four years, twenty five million dollars. Eight million in signing bonuses. Holy <laughs> God! What? What? Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> uh, he's incredible. got an outstanding agent, uh, Mark Bergevin. Give him all the credit, Mike. That's a hell of a job for Jeff Petrie. Okay, so I think my point has been made. I think I think it's it's not necessarily like don't make any moves at the trade deadline, but there's definitely with going through those two lists. Like I said upgrade this team i don't know what the guys we talked about like you, you could put the um yes this is this is a way to upgrade the red wings so that they go from tier of like sneaking you know being the team that snuck into the playoffs this year to potential first round victory there's a couple of guys that we we kind of shot off there but i also i i think we're, all, I think we're in agreement i, I shot one off good god <laughs> well yeah that's the 20 the 2025 list but the 2024 list like the couple of guys that we think could help this year i also don't think there's a great chance they'll be moved um so with the guys that are available i think you're making moves to upgrade the team but i don't know i don't think the long-term effects are there and i think there's a lot there's a lot of value holding on to next year and being patient and goddamn, I hate that word because Steve says it, and it makes me so fucking angry when Steve Eiserman says, "Oh, I'm the most patient guy here." <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> but he might be right. Um, it might not make sense. The the closer we get to the trade deadline, the more I know. Just I'm just, getting cold just feet. Be prepared that if oh my god, if our move is that we extend Kane for like two years. And then we trade Perron for some sort of draft pick and call up the burger man to let him really increase his value before next season's uh, flurry of trade offers. Maybe, maybe I won't hate this trade deadline. I, yeah, right. I, I, now Jim, uh, before this is what we'll end the show on. Uh, he wants to know how I classify someone as an old fart. I am, um, you're not going to like this, Jim. <laughs> Uh, the plateau and eventual fall off for an NHL professional starts at the ripe old age of 28. Damn so, 
29 and up, Jim. That's my old farts, baby. Um, so basically, Jim, both the hosts of this show uh, would be traded at the deadline. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. old fart. Uh, Michael Scripp, you'll get the last comment of the show, then we're going to sail off into the sunset here. Patience, the key ingredient to the Iser plan. The one I hate the most. But uh, you know what? It might be, if you get street tacos, Mike, um, I'm forgetting the name of it, but what's the the little leafy thing that, that you put on? Yeah. I hate cilantro. It I am like a it kind of tastes like soap person. But damn it all to hell on a street taco, especially Berea style, and they put like cheese on the shell, it's gotta have cilantro. Mike, the Iser plan is yeah, a, most of is us a Berea with, uh... street taco and the the key ingredient here, patience. Yeah. Is a cilantro. Now, you know, most of us with adult palates uh, really like cilantro, Matt. So maybe it's... Maybe when it's you grow a, up, you'll start to let, enjoy it a little bit more. No, it's that. It's a. There's a human condition out there. You taste soap. Jared, no, it's not soapy as yes, lettuce. It's a. It's a key ingredient of the the Mexican uh, palate. So, oh, good. Yeah, it's sweet. See, Jared's out there. Yeah, it does. It does it to you two particular palates. It's not. Um, it's not a baby thing. It's not like a tomatoes are icky. All right. I, I well, don't know what now you're that I thing with that comment, but now that like I turned in one of my man cards, um, you had man was... cards, mother. Ah. <laughs> 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 All right. Um. Any uh guys, thanks for coming along. I'm gonna go get in trouble because I am a half hour late. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>